Hi, Happy New Year, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondran here with you. Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2019. We've got a lot of law coming for you this year. If you haven't had a chance to check out our video channel, we are popping 10 grand this year. We are going to hit our goal of 10,000 subscribers. Make sure you check it out at attorneystevevideos.com. That's attorneystevevideos.com. All right, this is general legal information only and not legal advice or substitute for legal advice. We are talking in this podcast about websites and the ADA. Everybody knows what the ADA is, right? Americans with Disability Act. I think most people are aware of this law, at least generally they understand. Sometimes you go into a public restroom or even a private restroom and you see rails, guardrails, and things like that. Those are accommodations. Those are accommodations for people with disabilities. And many times the person who owns the location, the physical location, will be making sure that their their facility is ADA compatible or ADA compliant, as we call it. So sometimes that can include making certain ramps and, and different things, okay? So what we have found in the new world, in the digital space, what has happened over the last few years is there have been lawsuits alleging that websites, that the website is not accessible to somebody, let's say, with hearing problems or visual problems, people with that are qualified under the ADA to you know, bring claims where there are not the proper accommodations. So there have been, it would, I would say, a good amount of lawsuits that have been filed. Um, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, stepped in because there were a lot of people that are running web-based businesses like eBay. And, you know, there, need, there needed to be some clarification because otherwise web suits were bring, being brought. Business owners didn't know, I mean, do I have to somehow make my website compliant? And there are some compliance guidelines that are out there. Um, but people were just kind of in confusion, business owners. You know, do we have to do something? What do we do if we have to do something? Can we be sued for ADA? I know, everybody's here goes the lawyers again, right? So at any rate, this is something that's, that I've been tracking for the last couple of years just out of interest. And the FTC never really came forward with um, anything that I found to be, you know, sort of defining you know, you know, you, you know, something that we would be able to guide business owners as to, you know, do you have to comply? Do you not have to comply? Well, what exactly do you have to do? But there have been lawsuits testing this theory out, and a recent one comes out of California. I should say they out of the Ninth Circuit, which covers California and Arizona and other states on the West Coast. Everybody knows, many people know the Ninth Circuit. But I wrote a blog on this. You can find it on my website, attorneysteve.com. And it talks about website and ADA accessibility, the lawsuit of Martinez, Martinez versus San Diego Credit Union. Martinez versus San Diego Credit Union. So this was a case where a visually impaired man said that he could not get his screen reader to work properly on a particular website owned by, I guess, an operated one way or another by the San Diego Credit Union. And this was a, but was basically a website. And so um, a suit was brought. They got it all the way to trial. And this was going to be the first case in California 
that was going to go actually go to trial on the ADA issue, and there was an, also a allegation of the California Unruh Act, as we call it, Unruh Act. So um, the claim was brought. The defense was, we don't have a physical location. There's no way we can, what are we supposed to do? We've never actually seen any precedent that we're actually required to, to um, have some sort of certain standards that are ADA compliant for a website. So the defendants filed, um, actually filed a motion for what's called a non-suit, basically saying that there's, you know, there's no, there's no, you know, there's no grounds for the lawsuit that it fails to allege um, a sufficient case to go to trial. So the trial actually started. The motion was made for non-suit. The court allowed both parties to issue a brief. The briefs were reviewed, and the case was ultimately determined that there was no cause of action here under the ADA because there was no place of public accommodation. There was no physical location. So that's the, the uh, basics of the suit. Um, you can, again, find it on my website under web accessibility. If you're interested in reading more about it, I've got a link to the FTC uh, standards or at least the article that was written. And they have uh, multiple resources regarding the ADA standards if you want to check that out. But the court issued the non-suit and that essentially ended the case. Um, there were some other um, cases that are that are on point here. You have the Weaver, W-E-V-E-R, versus 20th Century Fox Film Corp. That's another case from the U.S. Court of Appeals, Ninth Circuit. Talks about places of a public accommodation, okay? So for now, at least as it appears in California, Ninth Circuit, Arizona, you know, Montana, Utah, you know, Oregon, Washington, all the states covered by the Ninth Circuit, that... Merely having a website is, you know, this is not legal information, not, this is not legal advice, but just according to this case, one could argue, let's put it that way, that merely having a website will not subject you to ADA requirements. Now, that can change overnight. A new case can come down. The case can go up on appeal. Um, new, um, you know, guidelines can come down from the FTC. All kinds of things could happen. An executive order of some sort. But those are the issues with the ADA. This is good stuff to know if you want to talk about something around the, the family dinner table, something new. Um, but for now, it looks like it's good news for business owners. You may not be sued if you have a retail, online retail, something like that. Like I have a website, a lawsuit website now. However, just bear in mind, if you have a physical location along with your website, that that may that may change something. Who knows? Okay, so you may have something like Bed Bath and Beyond. They have a ton of physical stores. They're all over the place. They also have you know retail where you can surf the web on their site online. We have seen case law where it could lead to a different conclusion there. So again, before you make up in your minds, this is just general information about a case that came down, Ninth Circuit, and just to bring you that information. Okay, so again, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We're going to be doing more podcasts in 2019 in our video channel, attorneystevevideos.com. You're going to want to bookmark that, subscribe. 
We are bringing back, by popular demand, litigation whiteboard. Everybody likes the whiteboard. So this year, we're going to be bringing it back, and we're going to have a lot of good stuff for you. So make sure to stay tuned in. I hope everybody's having an, off to a great start here in 2019, and we look forward to seeing you again. Attorney Steve, I got to run, got lots of work to do. We will talk to you later. Take care and have a fantastic day.